My name is Swale Idris. I'm a Kenyan independent journalist. It's slightly over a month to Kenya's 2022 general elections, an election that many have described as one to revive the country's economy, which is at a tight spot thanks to global inflation, rising food prices and ripple effects of the coronavirus pandemic. As the election draw closer, I'm here to analyze the use of both mainstream and digital media as channels for mass communication in an elections period. Welcome. As of January 2022, 23 million Kenyans had access to the internet, representing 42% of Kenya's 47 million citizens, while close to 11 million households in Kenya own either radio or television set, or both. Thanks to these statistics, the top three of the four presidential candidates, Raila Odinga of Azimio One Kenya Alliance, William Ruto of Kenya Kwanzaa Alliance, and Professor George Wajakoy of Roots Party, have embraced the media avenues to reach out to their targeted constituents, especially those in the farthest ends of the country. Unfortunately, there's not much to say about David Moura of Agano Party. Now, look at this. While William Ruto, who is the former Prime Minister Raila Odinga's main competitor and the current Deputy President of the Republic of Kenya, has complained of media bias, Mr. Odinga enjoys massive mainstream media support. In a statement released by Hussein Mohammed, a seasoned journalist and William Ruto's presidential campaign director of communications, Ruto threatened to boycott the July presidential debate organized by the Media Council of Kenya due to media bias. While presenting his documents to the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission, IBC, the commission mandated with running the elections in Kenya, Ruto accused Citizen TV, which is the leading TV station in Kenya, and Daily Nation, the leading newspaper of media bias. We want to request our friends in the fourth state, the media. We want to request them to be fair. So far, we have been treated unfairly by some media houses. Like, for example, Citizen, they give our competitors 10 minutes of airtime, and they give us one minute. I mean, it flies in the face of integrity and fairness and balance. When uh, Daily Nation and Inoro and uh, Kameme do whatever it is they are doing. Despite Ruto's outcry and bashing of mainstream media, one thing we must accept is that these are privately owned media houses whose owners are entitled to support whoever they wish to. For example, SK Masharia, Kenyan Media Mogul and owner of the Royal Media Services, which runs Citizen TV, has over the years supported Raila Odinga and has even appeared at his campaign rallies drumming up support for Mr. Odinga's presidency. According to a revelation by the Media Council of Kenya on July 25th, the former premier has received the highest media coverage of up to 61.2% against Ruto's 38.2%. Other than their manifesto launches, which were all broadcasted by almost all TV and radio stations, Raila and his running mate, Martha Karua, has had at least three primetime interviews with joint media houses. A very good evening to you and welcome to this special broadcast coming to you from Karen, where media houses are this evening having a conversation with the Azimio presidential candidate Raila Odinga and his running mate, Martha Karua. This is a special broadcast being brought to you by several media houses. My name is Eric Lati from KTN. I have my colleagues... Francis Gashuri from Citizen. The conversation is also live on K24, and Alan Owino is here from K24. It's also live on KBC, represented by Nancy Okware, and it's also live on NTV. Melita Oletengas is here with us. This conversation is also being transmitted live on several radio stations across the country. Now, that's the beat of the mainstream media. Let's have a look at the digital space. 
On realization that Raila Odinga enjoys massive support on both broadcast and print media, Deputy President William Ruto, who is playing the ordinary citizen savior through his bottom-up economic model, has been moving numbers on the internet. Unfortunately, his digital media communications team led by Dennis Itumbi, a controversial digital media strategist, has been accused of peddling propaganda by multiple fact-checkers. Recently, Dennis shared a seemingly edited video on Twitter and Facebook. In the video, Central Organization of Trade Unions Chairman Mr. Francis Atuoli, who is a longtime supporter of Raila Odinga, was depicted to be campaigning for Ruto. In the issue of first response, Raila Odinga's bloggers were quick to flag the video by countering it with the original video. That is just one instance of political propaganda. Among other numerous instances, Ruto's propaganda videos against the current president, Uru Kenyatta, Raila Odinga and other government officials have received quick rejoinders from both Raila Odinga's supporters, bloggers and Kenyan journalists who have called out Ruto's team for sharing unfactual videos and images including photoshopped images of packed crowds at political rallies. On the other hand, Rastafarian professor Jojo Jakoya has received a major following on social media due to his radical and unconventional agendas. Among his agendas, Wajakoya proposes to legalize marijuana, an agenda that has earned him a massive following among the youths, with many viewing him as a political outsider. On 30th June, Professor Wajakoya brought Twitter to a standstill, pulling a shock on Deputy President William Ruto. Now, look at this. Both Wajakoya and Ruto launched their manifestos on June 30th, both events running from 6pm until late in the night. That's not the story. The story is, little known Wajakoya kept Kenyans on Twitter popularly known as KOT busy for the whole 24 hours. Trending at number one spot, the Rastafarian clearly got the deputy president off guard. While both Wajakoya and Ruto launched their manifestos at the same time, Wajakoya's manifesto launch looked more like a reggae concert rather than the conventional manifesto launch where delegates sit down and listen to their presidential hopeful explain to them what he will do when they elect him as the president. For Wajakoya, it was music, Jamaican flag, and Rastafarian flag flying all around the room. Whether this social media following will be converted into votes is a matter we wait to see on August 9th when Kenyans go to election to elect the fifth president. The unconventional Wajakoya's agendas include the rearing of snake for anti-venom production, exporting of hyena testicles, export of dog meat, and publicly executing corrupt officials. Whether mainstream or digital media, media is proving to be very important in this election. See you next time on our next episode. Bye-bye.